Welcome to Express Yourself, episode 22. Yes, I'm keeping it rolling. Today's show is, is going to be presented with a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of NBA. There's a lot I got to say about it, what I've been looking at all week and what I've been doing. This is going to be a big shout-out show. A lot of things I've been watching, a lot of things I've been looking looking at this whole week from from the last week's episode until now, I've just, this is literally the first time I've been engaged, like big time, on a lot of different sports, and pretty much since I've come up with this show here, and I must say that I have uh, definitely enjoyed the weekend, first off, happy Valentine's Day to all the ladies, I hope everybody had a great Valentine's Day, I know I did, I enjoyed my Saturday night. Uh, we're pretty much Saturday. I just enjoyed just the whole time I had, you know, with, you know, some of my family. And, you know, it's a little bit of my family and just talking to people and all this stuff. It's great to, you know, at least see some people uh, with cases going down here in the state of Michigan. It is definitely uh, promising that we could have a very good summer. And pretty much, you know, th- th- and this is what I feel Like, this is how I feel about, you know, coronavirus and all of that, you know. uh, I've always had my beliefs. I've been talking about it throughout this show. Um, But, you know, we just got to be patient, and that's just where we've been. And, uh, I mean, I don't think it's going to go anywhere, but at least we know that there's something we could do if we were to get it or it's something we can do to make sure we don't get it and stuff like that. And you know, it kind of reminds me of the flu, you know, it's not exactly the flu, and that's, that's all I've been saying since last year in March, so this is kind of like the flu, but worse, and and it's still like the flu even to this day, because like, okay, now the shots are coming out, the vaccine and all that good stuff, you have that, and, you know, it's like the flu shot, like, you don't want to get the flu, And, you know, it's very possible you get the flu and, you know, you never know. Like, you can even die from the flu. And that was something I learned a long time ago. Like, you can, you know, I'm not going to sit here and act like, oh, if you get the flu, you know, there's no chance. And this is exactly what coronavirus is. Now, coronavirus is taking a lot of lives. So, um, you know, I'm saying why, you know, why this can't be like the flu. And, you know, we got the shots out and. You know, uh, it's just not going to go anywhere and we just have to, you know, stay safe. And, you know, honestly, I don't know if it's going to be a mask up world for the rest of our lives or not. But uh, I think it's going to be something where you got to be safe where it probably be when you go into when you're in a big setting, you know, try to have a mask on, whatever. Uh, that'll probably be something like that. I don't know how it's going to go. But like I said, about the summertime and especially just speaking for Michigan, because, you know, I've seen some states have sporting events and I haven't, and like I said, even when they, when I first see uh, fans in the stands, I haven't heard nothing bad you know, as far as far as the fans getting COVID or anything. It seems like they're doing what they're supposed to do. Um, so it's just that, okay, yeah, you see a player get it, or, you know, and, and people will get the virus, but you just got to be safe. You know, you just got to just make sure, you know, you're not passing it along. And that's pretty much it, you know, because like I said, I've had it and um, I had to just stay quarantined. And 
that was just that. I just had to stay quarantined. I was, you know, just chilling the whole time. Came out with mask on, you know, sanitizing all this stuff, you know, and I didn't have any symptoms. I just know that I had it. So that was <clears throat> that was that and you know, that that's just, you know, what I my intake on COVID and coronavirus and and I just wanna give you an in depth too. You know, for any new viewers, yes, this is a sports uh, podcast, but of course, I'm going to bring in some life and what I go through during my time. So you guys can, you know, just be filled in on my life and, you know, we have a little fun with it. You know, I know I said last we're going to make this Valentine's Day show. It won't be a Valentine's Day show, but at least it'll get you in depth on what I've done uh, this weekend, just what I like to do, what I do in life and and all that good stuff, you know, I'm a very interesting guy, I know you guys love to hear, you know, sports, and it's going to be NBA, I know the NFL is gone, you know, we have a draft show, and, you know, we have fun with that, but, you know, I just wanted to just switch some things up, just get you, you know, a synopsis of this show here, uh, just going forward until we get to the, get to the far, pretty much. Because, yes, I'm a baseball nut, so I will be doing some baseball uh, on top of the NBA, uh, get you ready for hockey playoffs and all that good stuff. So, yeah, and also, I, I just want to give a couple of shout-outs. First, you start with Bubba Wallace, became the first black driver to lead a lap at Daytona 500. Uh, you know, the Bubba Wallace is just, you know, one of, you know, you know, one of the best, you know, one of the best drivers, you know, I'm not that big on NASCAR, uh, but you, you know, these things, you know, you know, the Kyle Bushes and, and, you know, the, 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 the Gordons of the world and, you know, all the legends, you know, you, you know, these guys. So you just, you just looking, you're hoping that this happened, uh, uh, in Hamlin as well. Um, so, you know, you just gotta give a shout out to Bubba Wallace. That's one. Um, I have been uh, into the Australian Open, um, as you guys have heard uh, in last week's episode, if you've heard it. Um, there's been, uh, it's been a very good Australian Open, first off. Um, Serena is the favorite this time. She was underdog her last match. Now, she never faced the young lady that she faced. And I'm telling you, these these women here are are very good. These young women tennis players is, is very good. And, and me personally, I think it will be hard for Serena to get her two more grand slams because I think that's all she really wants to do, you know, and let these young ladies uh, take take over and do what they got to do. Um, so, you know, she got she got uh, Simona uh, Halep tonight. Um and she and Serena's the favorite. Uh, I think the winner will face the winner of the Osaka match, which will be Osaka. I don't see Osaka losing, and she is a big time favorite tonight. Uh, Osaka's definitely a tennis player I love to watch. You know, I've been watching Serena for twenty years. Uh, just surprisingly, you know, like I've I'm telling you, I watched sports as a little kid, knowing Serena, knowing Venus. Venus was just that dominant. Being on a little sister, then here comes Serena. Now she's getting it. Now she's being a big sister. Every time they face, especially now, I mean, it's just like that. You know, I, I make sure Serena, when she has a good matchup, 
I want to watch it now. I ain't watching this one. This is the Serena one because I'm going to be asleep. Um, but at least I will know what's going to happen when I wake up. I, it'll probably be over by the time I wake up in the morning. So, like I said, we'll see how that go uh, for Serena. And I, I might just take on Serena winning that matchup. Her being a favorite, usually when the lower seed um, is the favorite, usually take that. Or if an unranked player is in a tough situation like Nick Kyrgios, I ever pronounced his last name, even though he lost, but he had a chance to win that. And Vegas was giving him a shot. And he just don't know what happened there. By the way, he said he can't stand Djokovic, who is also is going to be in a tough matchup tomorrow. Uh, so that's something to watch as well. Don't like the man's side. You know, I think uh, on the woman's side, I think Barty's going to win it. And and it's a, it's a young man that I just happened to see. It's my first time seeing him. Uh, he's the number four guy. I can't pronounce his last name. But this is a guy that I think could probably win. I'm going to be paying attention to him as we get to the end of Australian Open. And then we possibly get ready for French Open because French Open, I think it's supposed to be now, really. But Australian Open's now. And they'll probably, you know, get ready for French Open, you know, very soon. So then they could do uh, Wimbledon and then the U.S. Open. So, and I honestly think it is in March. I think it is in March of the French Open. I I can't remember. Um, but, yeah, that's just, this is just what I think is going to happen. Uh, and then, of course, the French Open, you pretty much look in the door and be like, well, he might win it. But you never know. Usually... If you're betting, um, if you're betting anything, uh, tennis, know what their strong suits are. You know, can they play on clay? Can they play on uh, grass? You know, things like that, hard courts, whatever. So, you know, that's just my, you know, my synopsis on, on, uh, on tennis. Um, I, I just want to let you guys know uh, I do watch tennis. And I am the guy to call when it comes to betting. You know, I try to give people winners. Sometimes I'm right. Sometimes I'm wrong. Well, most of the time I'm right. Sometimes I'm wrong. How about that? That's better. Now, let's get started with this show. Okay, so the NBA has been very interesting. And, of course, I'm going to start with my favorite team, the Lakers. Because um, they might have an issue with AD not being a part of this team. As far as because of injury, and that is a little scary to me. Um, even though I don't think the Lakers will win it all, but they have, uh, they still have a good chance. They've been playing pretty well, but you know, it they, they'll still be tough to beat. You know, if AD is healthy, you know, I, I'm not a fan of Achilles injuries. Uh, usually it seems like AD plays through injuries. Uh, but that Achilles injury is serious, and he knows that. He wants to take some time off anyway. So uh, I, I wish he didn't go through that because I really was looking forward to Thursday's Lakers-Nets game, which at least LeBron should be playing. So, you know, uh, I, I just – I'm just saying. But as a Laker fan, I am concerned. AD probably missed – uh, I hope it's not for the season. The MRI is should be happening. We'll probably hear something probably in the next hour or whatever. 
Uh, they probably will probably hear something probably after I do this uh, episode and I publish it and everything. Um, so, you know, just just hoping we get some news. Uh, so that's just that. And, and as far as the Lakers, Kyle Kuzma's been balling lately. I don't know what LeBron was doing last night. Uh, because uh, I don't know where where his jump shot, what jump shots he was taking. He was shooting Steph Curry range. You know, he's been trying to imitate Steph Curry all season uh, and shooting the ball. So I'm just trying to figure out what he was looking at, what he was doing, because uh, 0 for 5 from 3 ain't going to cut it. Now, he was 9 for 18 through the game, almost had a triple-double, yes. And it was unfortunate that AD was out because, I mean, he was doing good. He was being very aggressive, and they probably win. Uh, and Kuzma is playing hard. Uh, another good game from Kuzma. If he can give you consistency, then they're good. Schroeder, you got to do better. Marcus Ah, uh, he need to retire. Uh, so, you know, yeah. So, the West is just so interesting to me as well because Utah Jazz, really, this is a big surprise to me because... I mean, first off, they're blowing everybody out and they're just winning, you know, against good teams. Like, seriously, I mean, you blow out the Heat. I thought that was going to be a tough game. They blow out the Bucks. Now, the Celtics, I I can't really talk about the Celtics. They're not really that good to me. The last loss was to Denver, and that was one of those games, okay, yeah, we lost that game, but. They've just been winning. They beat the Bucks twice. That's good. That's good for them. Um, they've already got, they've already got the Nuggets. They've beaten the Mavericks twice. Um, I mean, they pretty much they they lost to Phoenix. They lost to the Nets. Lost to the Knicks. These were bad losses when the season first started, especially the the Timberwolves game as well uh, after Christmas, uh, which is also a weird time there. But remember, they started off. What were they, like, four and four, and they have just taken off since then. So you, that just tells you something. They started off four and four, and since then they're 18 and one. And and we just have to figure out what, like, who's going to expose them. They play tonight against the 76ers, then they got the Clippers back-to-back. If they can go ahead, and you know, they got Clippers on the road, too. They ain't at home, and then going to L.A. They're, they're, going, they're at home to play Philly. They're going to L.A., and they're going to be in L.A. for a while. And we'll see how they do. Now, I don't know how, what Kawhi's injury is. Don't know if it's going to be where he won't play. But that's going to be very interesting. You've got the Clippers, who's also a good team, who's the team I think is going to make the NBA championship. Uh, so, you know, Utah, yeah, you got to beat Philly. I don't know if Embiid is playing tonight. I'm hearing he's questionable. They haven't played Philly yet this year, so... This is their shot. They get Philly uh, today, and then they're going to play them the last game before the break uh, on March 3rd, which is uh, I'm just looking forward to Utah. I mean, they're off to a hot start, and they could be the best team in the league going into the break, which is something they need, that confidence. They're just shooting well. D. Mitch is playing well. I mean, they're looking like a collective team uh, right now. And I, I don't have any takes on, on Utah as far as do I think they'd be in the Western Conference Finals, you know, because they'd be a, a, a flawed one seed. It'd be very tough to go through the playoffs in Utah 
Well, I know people like ain't no fans, but by the time playoffs get here, I'm assuming there's gonna be some type of fans. And I think Utah already has fans right now anyway. Uh so that's key. Um Phoenix has been playing well of late. Um I think they've won nine of the last ten. Uh they've played pretty well. Um I, I still don't believe in Phoenix, but they are playing well. Devin Booker's now starting to get his, his mojo going. Uh so you know, we'll see. I don't want to take last night's game, you know, and be like, well, they did beat the Magic. Magic is depleted. They don't have nobody playing. I mean, Vucevic out there, double-double guy, Terrence Ross, he's just shooting every shot he can get. Um, so, you know, that's just, you know, Phoenix got the luck of that draw there. Now, they got the they got the Nets on tomorrow. So, the Nets going to be in, in Sacramento tonight, and they got to travel to Phoenix. So, they might have them in a good position. But they got to win that. Can't let it, you know, you know, break them down. They did beat a Philly team, uh, who I figured they probably would have beat anyway. Uh, it was an early game, I believe. It was like three or whatever. Uh, they had the Bucks. They beat them and beat the Cavs, Celtics, Pistons to start off this win streak. Bucks was an impressive win, the most impressive win out of it. Maybe Philly too, them back to back. So um, t- tomorrow night would be interesting, and then they got a nice break. They got Pelicans, Grizzlies, and Blazers, so I'll probably be talking about the Suns again uh, in that standpoint. Uh, uh, but the Clippers has always been good uh, this year as well. No, they're not having Paul George or anything, but, you know, do I see anybody outside coming in? You know, Golden State has the eight seed right now. The Spurs 16 and 11. Spurs is quietly making some noise, and this is what the Spurs do when I know they did, they missed out last year, but this is just what they do. And it's just next man up. Like, you know, Marcus Aldridge is out, and guys just got Keldon Johnson's doing this thing. DeJounte Murray's just been great this year. Uh, Derek White be a little off and on, but if he's on, that's really good, you know, for them. Patty Mills comes at Rudy Gay, Lonnie Walker. Those guys come off the bench, be consistent. Uh, the Spurs team, the Spurs will be here tomorrow. Um playing the Pistons, and that's one of those, you know, talk about betting. You just can't bet against the Pistons or for the Pistons. You just got to get it right if you do. Uh, the Pistons have won two straight, and, you know, they're, they're, they're fighting. You know, these young guys, it's looking like, okay, next year, okay, Pistons will be a little better than this year. Um, you know, and, and then after that, then we're looking like, okay, playoffs. Let's win a playoff game. Let's do this. Let's do that. And then you look at, okay, if they can string out some wins, they could possibly make the playoffs. The East is so bad. Like, it's bad because the Hornets and Knicks will probably make the playoffs. Uh, the Heat, they still got to get it going. But, you know, the Heat did play some bad competition. But it's something I see in the Heat um, where I think they can still make the playoffs. Toronto is still good enough. Staying there, the Hawks is disappointing me right now. And I can't say that I'm excited for the Hawks anymore. You know, you lose that game to the Pacers. Um, you're not playing defense. Uh, Trey Young uh, not being aggressive. I've not seen a game where Trey Young did not shoot a three. And he played 36 minutes. That's not a good thing. Uh, I don't I don't know how that was possible. Um, but it happened. And... When you look at the Pacers, I mean, the Pacers have a good team, but they're not 
they're not selling me on anything. Yeah, they're going to make the playoffs because they have a playoff type of team. And then the Celtics is so disappointing. So it's like, now do I think the Nets can make the championship? You know, I've been saying the Bucks, but I'm going to still roll with the Bucks. I think it's either Bucks or Nets. 76ers might not have enough um, unless Ben Simmons played the way he played against Portland. Um, but Philly's got to play some defense. Joel Embiid got to shoot better because, I mean, I don't know what he was doing that day uh, against Portland. I was watching that game, and I, I said, I don't, I don't get it. You know, Embiid, you're one of the best bigs in, you know, if not the best in the league right now, you got to do better than that. And, and Ben Simmons was just so aggressive, and, and that's what makes me believe Philly can really make the postseason. Well, they're going to make the postseason, but for them to, you know, go over that hump and make the, uh, the champion, the championship. And I just look at Brooklyn like, if KD can just stay healthy, they'd be good. Because when Kyrie wants Harden to be a point guard, I mean, Harden's playing very good at a point guard position. And, you know, Kyrie's like, okay, I can set up. He, he's willing to do that. Uh, that. That's the thing. You know, uh, we, we talked about can they, you know, Jail together, you know, three ball dominant players, and you see, you you. I'm gonna watch this game tonight, you know, or at least the the first quarter. You know, we'll see how I'm feeling or anything. But um, first off, I think they can win. I know De'Aaron Fox played, but you talk about a team name play uh, since Saturday, and they came off of a good win, and they've won two straight. They're 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 gonna look good. You know, the Kings will probably play tough, but, you know, I think this is where they just start going and getting it going. Now, they got the Kings. They got to win this Kings game because now your next three games after that is important for the Nets. So you got Suns tomorrow, Lakers Thursday, you got Clippers on Sunday, a good, a good Sunday night game there. Uh, so, you know, we'll see how good the Nets are, especially, you know, they got the Spurs on the first of the month, and, and that's in two weeks. So, they got to be ready for that as well, uh, the Nets do. But, you know, I think the Nets is still a scary team to me. I'm still going to roll with the Bucks. The Bucks can't play on the road. And, and I had this discussion. The Bucks just not playing on the road. I know they're like, oh, it's a pandemic. But them on the road, they can't seem to win a game. But when they're at home, they, they're, they're usually good. So, they pretty much this next stretch, all the rest of their games are at home. They're going to be in Milwaukee for two weeks, maybe two and a half weeks or maybe three weeks because on the fourth, that's when they just go to Memphis and say, okay, look, we had this great home stretch. Hopefully we win all of them. If they don't, they probably will lose one. But this is where the Bucks will, will get all the respect from me because they can have that number one spot in the East if they can just win these home games because Philly got Utah tonight, like I said. And then you got, they got Houston, the Bulls. They'll probably lose one to the Raptors. Got to figure out which one. Uh, they got Mavericks, you know, Cass, Pacers, Jazz again. So it, it's looking like the Bucs can have that number one seed in the East. Uh, unless the Nets really just catches fire. Like, you look at strength of schedule. I'm looking at the Bucs having a number one seed in the East. They're going to gel. They're going to just, you know, think about what we need to do during this break. What do we need to do? to get over that hump, 
You know, Drew Holiday's hurt. I don't know how long he's going to be out, but he is hurt. So let's let's get it together. We are 16 and 11. If you're the Bucks, that's what they're saying. We have been the most dominant East team, believe it or not, which they have been. And that's why I still think they can make the championship. Now, I said Bucks and Clippers. Now, on the west side, Utah Jazz has been the most dominant. Um, and you can look and see that they've been dominant, but I'm still rolling with the Clippers. If it's Clippers Jazz Conference Finals, I'm sure everybody will take the Clippers. Everybody's probably going to be like, oh, you might be right, even though it'll probably be Nets and Bucks. But even though if the playoffs started today, Nets and Bucks would be the second round matchup. That's when I say the winner will go to the championship. No ifs, ands, or buts. Uh, but the Bucks and the Nets, I think that'll be a great Eastern Conference Finals game. And, and and like I said, Nets would be very tough to beat if all three of those guys play. And I was telling somebody this before they played Golden State that, that day. I said, I told two people this. I said, the Nets always play the good teams very well. Uh, so I can see them blowing out the Warriors, you know. Uh, and, and it's not saying the Warriors is a very good team, but they're a good enough team where the Nets is going to be like, okay, Steph has been hot. Let's cool him down. Let's win this. Now, if you look at the Kings, the Kings have lost three straight. They just came off a loss to Memphis last night. They lost to the Magic, they lost to the 76ers. That's indicating that I need to be putting money on the Nets because you lost to the Magic, who was one of the worst teams in the league. And then you come along, you were home favorites last night, even though I thought Memphis was going to win. That's what you got to deal with. Now, Sacramento, they're probably going to just face, you know, the reality that they are a bad team because you got Nets, you got the Heat. Now, you got the Bulls, but you travel to Chicago. You're on the East Coast trip. Travel to Chicago. You're on uh, Milwaukee. You're at Brooklyn. You're you're at uh, the Knicks. Now, I would have gave myself a birthday present and going to the Piston game on the 26th. Birthday's the 27th, by the way, because the Kings would have been here. I'd have said, oh, it'd be nice, you know, get to see De'Aaron Fox. Haven't seen him. He's a star to me, even though he's not really a real-life star, but I like De'Aaron Fox. I would love to see him. But the, anyway, back to the Kings, this is where it's going to get tough, you know, for them, and reality was set in. They've lost these three straight. Uh, they were just uh, earlier in the season. They've lost four straight. They lost six of the last seven. I mean, they were going through that after people was trying to respect them and be like, oh, they're a good team, good team, good team. No, 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 they're not that good to me. Um, I'm very upset with the Pelicans last night. They came here, yes, an indication that I put money on them to even just win the game, and they couldn't even damn do that. They've lost three straight. And I, like I said, I don't like Stan Van Gundy as a coach. Didn't do good here in Detroit. Okay, he was decent in Orlando, but he did have Dwight Howard with all the shooters. That probably saved him. Stan, you need to get back on TV. And, that's, and I said it. I don't know if I said it on this show, but I say it now just in case I didn't say it. I said he's a TV guy. They only hired him because he was on TV sounding smart. And that's that's just true. You, you get blown up, blown off the floor by the Mavericks. You, you lose at Chicago. Like, what are you doing? You're going to play Memphis tomorrow. I'm guaranteeing Memphis winning that game. The Pelicans, you guys have looked very bad, and especially on the road. Now, at home, yeah, you can give your crowd something to do, you know. But, yeah, on the road, you don't do too well. 
And, and, and it t- it, usually on the road, you're not supposed to do too well. But when you look at the Spurs, the Spurs is one of the best road teams, and especially for them to be 16-11. But I will tell you this. When the playoffs start in the West, be lookout, be on the lookout for some game one losses or game two losses uh, from the home team where I think the road teams will prevail because I think by the time the playoffs start, the West will have some guys that can win on the road, which is very good. Um, so just keep that in mind. Keep that in mind. Um, I have, uh, like I said, I've enjoyed a lot of NBA this past, you know, weekend uh, with tomorrow. Oh, well, yesterday, let's say with tomorrow. Uh, well, yesterday was a good game between Portland and Dallas. Uh, Luca had 44, but he missed the, the, the game, tying three. Uh, can't believe he made five threes, by the way. Uh, Damian Lillard being Damian Lillard. And I want to focus in on Portland, too. They've played pretty well. And I remember saying maybe a few episodes ago, you know, about Portland. They go ahead and, and get some of these wins, you know, with CJ being out. You know, they'd be, uh, they can still make the playoffs and all of this. And now I know they got OKC, they got the Pelicans, the Wizards, Suns, Nuggets, Lakers, Hornets, Warriors, Kings. And this is a team that I said, well, look, this team can be in the Western Conference Finals. They can be. You know, Damian Lillard is that good. Uh, what I like what I, what I like from Damian Lillard, um, he's shooting the ball effectively. He's shooting the three very well. And, and that's something... You know, I don't see. You know, can he shoot the three well? You know, because I know last year was a career year for him shooting. But last year and this year were very good years as far as him shooting the three ball. And he has taken more threes than he's taken any other year. And it goes up and it goes up and it goes up. And his two-pointers go down, but even when he's shooting in the two-point range, it's still efficient enough. And people don't give him credit for passing the ball, but he can pass the ball. He averaged eight assists last year. He had 30 points. He's at 29.2, and he's averaging seven right now and just under two minutes played from last year. So, you know, I really and Portland's winning don't even have – don't have Zach Collins, don't have Nurkis, don't have CJ, and they're still winning. That's why I said this team is still deep. I said, look, they got Robert Covington, they got a, they got a, a Derrick Jones. They needed that length. And if Carmelo give you some some buckets, do what he got to do. He got to make his threes b- more often because the way he's shooting from downtown could be a little better. Uh, he's not consistent enough, I should say. Because I think he's still, you know, in the upper 30s, 37%. We'll take that from downtown. You'll take that. Now, I know he didn't do good last night, but, you know, we'll take that. Anthony Simons, one of my favorite players to watch, you know, young guys. And by the way, there was no Rodney Hood yesterday, too, and they still won this game. And that's that's what makes this team, that's what makes me think they can make a Western Conference Finals. Where, okay, what if Utah isn't the team that we, you know, think they are? You know, what if? You know, they did play, you know, uh, Miami. They're just hot right now. This, and I don't have that feeling, that gut feeling like I have with the Mavericks. I'm like, okay, 
The Mavericks look real good. Like, trust me, Utah looks very good. They shoot a lot of threes. And and, and it's nothing, no, not, no disrespect because every team shoots a lot of threes. Like, you look at the Clippers, they shoot a lot of threes. You look at Portland, they shoot a lot of threes. I mean, these players shoot threes. Like, that's just the way it is. Like, the, oh, well, these teams. And Donovan Mitchell, he shoots about double digits in threes. Um, and I still can't believe Rudy, Rudy Gobert shot a three. Uh, what was it, Saturday? And Joe Ingles, he just got to make him. Jordan Clarkson's going to shoot the three. Like, this team's going to shoot threes. And it's going to come up to you as the team to make sure you match their threes. And, and, and that's what Miami did, but Utah is still aggressive too. And, and, and that's, that's what they do when they shoot their threes. They're still aggressive. They're still getting to the line. They're still doing this, still doing that because, I mean, teams are right with them in the three-point department. But like I said, they're very aggressive, and that's how you win games. And this is, that's what's going to separate them from the other teams. Now, if they hit their threes, that's another thing, but they know how to go to the hole and, you know, take advantage because there's probably some teams that don't know how to take advantage of getting to the free throw line. Now, the Mavericks did a great job in the free throw line, but there's the Blazers. They hit 18 threes. They hit four more threes of them, and they won by three. But Dallas was a more aggressive team. You probably would have thought, yeah, Dallas probably will win this game. But you look at Portland, they're a very good team team uh and i i tell you i still kind of have that feeling they can make the western conference finals and i would love for them to do it so i can be right because they've done it before and they just see what they're doing without four good players four good players and they're still winning games can you imagine if they're healthy yeah they'd be tough to beat okay let's have a little fun with the nba i've seen something where uh they're picking the most improved player on each team and we'll just go in the order they have here. And I'm going to see if I agree with them. I've, I've happened to see this, and, and I'm sure I will. Um, but uh, we start with the Lakers. Um, it's really Alex Caruso. Um, he's shooting 44% uh, from the three-point line. And that's that's something... That's something huge. I remember seeing a game, and I can't remember who they was playing. And I remember... Uh, the commentator was saying, oh, yeah, Alex Caruso is the best shooter in the league. And I said, really? You know, and, and he's shooting like one of the best, you know, because I still think Paul George has that that percentage, even though he hasn't been playing a while. But Alex Caruso has been hitting his threes, and that's a good sign. I know he's probably was practicing because he's missed some big shots last season. I remember that. The Utah Jazz talk about – uh. Mike Conley, you know, he did, didn't do good his first year with Utah. Um, but he really has balled out. And, and you even look at Utah. Like, I've made the notion that uh, Portland don't have their guys. But Utah don't have Mike Conley, and they're still winning. You know, can you imagine Mike Conley, you know, healthy? Can he do, you know? And I've actually seen it. You know, I've watched a few Utah games, and I've seen, like, okay, yeah, Mike Conley definitely makes a difference. He actually looks better this year. You know, all that good stuff. So just be off there. Uh, the Bucks. Um, Dante DiVincenzo. You know, this is a guy I talked about in my reasoning for them making the finals. They they have a big four, and he is that number four guy. 
And, and, and I said, if he gets it going with those other three guys, this team is making the finals. And this is why. You know, he's shooting 42.3 from deep. Um, and this is that's just him as the full-time starter. You know, they got the, the Bucks getting that, that floor space that they need. Now, the only thing with the Bucks is they got to just get some defense going. They're not as bad as the Nets. That's why I feel like, okay, well, it's going to be hard to beat the Nets, but the Bucks can lock down and they can score. And if it's those guys that step up, Drew Holiday is going to be very important too. So just uh, let's see, just remember some things. The uh, the Seventy Sixers most improved player definitely Joel Embiid. He could be an MVP. He has a career high twenty nine point six points per game. I mean, that's just that's right there. He wasn't that guy. He was probably scoring six points less. And he's looking more efficient, looking more. You know, more like an MVP. He gets better and better every year, as I say. As everybody asks me about Philly, this is how I feel. As Ben B is playing, they're going to be one of the scariest teams. That's pretty much it. Now, Doc Rivers is doing a good job. He said, look, I'm going to utilize my big man. He's going to do what he needs to do. Blase, blase. The Clippers. I talked about Nicholas Batum, and I said this before the season started. Now, I don't think I said it on, on a on this show, but, uh, you know, I always have NBA talks with my guys, and I talked about, well, the Clippers got Nick Platoon, too. If he stays healthy, this team could be very tough to beat, because Platoon can ball. We know that. Uh, it is a big-time miracle that he's getting almost 30 minutes a night, and this is for this type of team of the Clippers, who has a very deep team, and I think this team is better than last year's. That's just my opinion. Oh, for the Brooklyn Nets, it's definitely Joe Harris. I know they got a big three, Ain't no improvement there. They're just them. They're going to be great. But Joe Harris, his three-point efficiency has improved. He's shooting almost 50% from downtown. And you can tell when you watch him play, every time he shoots the ball, I'm like, that's in. I, I, I'm, I'm not even 50% sure that he's going to make it or miss it. I, I am 90% sure that he's going to make that ball. When he puts that ball in the air, I'm 90%. And he's shooting 50%. That's how much confidence I have in Joe Harris. And he's going to be key because he's part of the offense, too. He could be the big four. Like how I got Dante DiVincenzo, Joe Harris is the number four guy, especially when Dinwiddie's out. Oh, if they had Dinwiddie, this team would be unstoppable. Phoenix Suns. Uh, we I know we talk about Chris Paul. You know, and, and I know that I'm looking like, okay, maybe they, why they don't have Chris Paul? Michael Bridges, he has been doing very well for the Suns. I didn't even mention him when I talked about the Suns earlier. You know, uh, he's shooting, uh, I believe, like 39.5% from three I saw. And he's shooting the ball maybe two or three times more than what he usually does. So that's just, that's something to look at if you're if you're a Suns fan if you're like okay let's let if I need more information on the Suns just know Michael Bridges is one of the reasons why they're good we know Chris Paul well Chris Paul's the number one we'll go Michael Bridges number two most likely um with his growth uh the Nuggets definitely uh Jokic big time improvements he's averaging 26 and a half points 11 and a half rebounds eight uh almost nine assists steals one and a half uh, he's 25 years old. He could be on the MVP list, and he's just looked good. And like I said, we've seen him slimmer down uh, pretty much after the, um, you know, after the, the the Western Conference Finals. 
and and then he just slimmered down, and we saw him in preseason, and we said, wow, he really did slimmer down, and he looks good, uh, and he's going to be good. And I think we all kind of knew that. I mean, we knew he was good, but now that he got, you know, lost some weight and stuff, oh, we, we feel pretty good about this. On the Celtics side, it's definitely uh, Jalen Brown. I mean, his playmaking is, is big time this year. Like, yeah, 18.4% assist percentage rank and 90th percentile amongst wings. And that's something to really look at. Jalen Brown really has played well. And this is on the Celtics side of things. You look at Jalen Brown and uh, Jason Tatum. Um, they have, uh, they got to find a way to just play together because it's like one guy going to go off, the other guy won't. If these two guys just play well, the other guys to feed off of you guys, two guys is in energy, and the Celtics could be pretty good. So we will see how they do going forward. Uh, Golden State, uh, you can look at Steph Curry, uh, but Andrew Wiggins is shooting 36.5 from deep. You know, uh, Draymond Green is definitely a reason uh, for uh, the. 2014 number one pick. Yes, Andrew Wiggins was the number one pick in 2014. Um, how good he's been playing defense. Like, this is what the Warriors are. They they help young guys. They help guys just be what they know they are. Because we've seen it from Andrew Wiggins. We, we just ain't have no leadership in Minnesota where he can, you know, thrive. Now he has that here. And people love to, you know, really disc- discredit this team. But see, Golden State right now, they're at AC. This would be one of those, oh, Golden State can beat Utah. People don't know the shooters that Golden State have on this team. This team of Golden State have shooters all around. Now they have a small lineup. They're going to need Wiseman. He's going to be huge. But people wanted to, you know, take the Warriors out of here, out of the Western Conference. And I was kind of, you know, shaky. And now I'm like, you know what? Golden State could be scary. And you're going to need these three guys. Now, Clay's not going to be ready to go. But if he was, this team here, they probably have the best record in the West. So be on the lookout for next year. Honestly, next year. Spurs. Uh, Keldon Johnson, I talked about him. He's been great. He's averaging 14 and a half points, seven rebounds per game. He's a full-time starter for this team. Because, I mean, I know LaMarcus Aldridge is out. He didn't take his spot. He was starting when LaMarcus Aldridge was in. But I think it's Jacopoto that's just taking Aldridge's spot right now. But the Spurs look good. Keldon Johnson, and I'll tell you, the Spurs know how to draft. They got him 29th overall. You know, I am a huge Keldon Johnson fan. He was in Kentucky, so you know I know about him. He's 6'5 guys, but he makes it work. He works hard, and that's what Gary Popovich likes. He gets those guys who work hard day in and day out. That's why the Spurs is one of those teams. Okay, Lakers, do you want to play them? Clippers, do you want to play them? Portland, you better avoid the Spurs. Oh, Utah, you better avoid the Spurs. It's going to be real interesting on if they get that 4-5 or five spot which the Spurs probably will, then that's scary. Very scary for for any opposition. Speaking of the Portland Trailblazers, you talk about Enos Cantor. 
He's big time improved. Uh, and he's a blessing that helps draw attention away from his defensive shortcomings. Um, you know, you look at uh, Nurkic. That, that's what I mean. Because they just don't have everybody in. And Enos Cantor is just doing the little things. That's why I like this Portland Trailblazers team. They have some good, good players on this team. Toronto Raptors, uh, Chris Butcher. He probably is going to win the most improved player. I'm probably sure you guys heard about him. Uh, or if you've looked at Raptors games, he is coming off the bench just doing what he needs to do. And that's why I said I'm not worried about the Raptors team. You know, people are like, oh, my gosh, they're 1-7, 1-8, whatever they were. I said, they're going to be fine. They've been in every game. They just let the lead slip away. So that, that explains their record right now. But they're definitely going to be in the playoffs. They're going to be tough to beat with Siakam. The way that they play, I love the way Toronto plays. You know, it's, you know, it's, it's no selfish basketball. They play as a team. You know, if one man's on fire, they're going to give him the ball, though. I'll tell you that. Uh, the Pacers. Miles Turner is finally playing like Miles Turner that I've been looking for. You know, he, he ain't hot right now. He, you know, he, he cooled down a little bit. Uh, he does lead the league in blocks. Three and a half per game. That's that's great. And, and people don't watch a lot of Pacers games because it's the Pacers. Um, but you, you have to you have to see Miles Turner. Because you, you've seen Sabonis. He still get his points in. They missed T.J. Warren, yeah. But Malcolm Brogdon's been great. And the Pacers, like I said, they have a team. Okay, we're going to make the playoffs. We know that. But we have to come together, play hard, all of that good stuff in order for us to get over the hump. And I think they can do that. But here we go. Um, The Dallas Mavericks, Jalen Brunson. I remember talking about Jalen Brunson uh, last week, not on the show, but to a good friend of mine. Um, He's shooting 51.5 from the floor, 38% from three-point land. So he is taking the step up. Remember the guy from Villanova? Guy that won the championship? Yeah, that's that guy. Jalen Brunson, he's very good. Very, very good. I love what I see from this guy. Um, he's only 24. He was a second rounder. This is one of those second round steals you could always get. And Dallas may have gotten one. Uh, Memphis, Kyle Anderson. We, I've talked about him too. Um, I've had people ask me, you know, what do I think about Kyle Anderson? I said, oh, he's very good. Very good three-point shooter. He's shooting a career best, 36% from three. Um, doubling his scoring average from last year. Um, like I said, Memphis is always going to be a good team. They need Jaron Jackson. They get Jaron Jackson. This Memphis team, woo, I don't know how long he's going to be out. I have to look up that. And I think I'm going to look at that after I finish this segment here. Um, how long is he supposed to be out? Because... When I tell you Memphis has a team, if they're healthy, this is one of the scariest teams. And they look good now. And John Morant is great. The Miami Heat, Max Struss, um, his second year uh, now, uh, he has earned a spot in the rotation with his outside shooting. I mean, seriously, you know, Miami has done a great job of shooting the ball, finding guys who can shoot. You got Duncan Robinson, Tyler Hero. You've seen this team has just been riddled with injuries and, and sicknesses or whatever. Um, so you look at the Heat. 
you know, they add another shooter there. And that's pretty much, you know, just going to be shooters all around for Jimmy to pass the ball to. They're going to knock it down. And that's what makes Miami Heat, you know, a suitable team. I don't think they're going to make the finals again. But, uh, they, I mean, they could. If Max Stress makes a shot, Tyler Hero, Vaughn Dry to come back. And, you know, Dr. Ramos hit his shots. Jimmy Butler beat Jimmy Butler. Of, of the finals, he played like that. Yeah, okay, I can see it. But I think they're going to work on that defensive side of things. And that's going to be a little scary. Because, you know, you, look, you always got to look at the team that makes the finals. And didn't win it. Did they get better? They did get better. It's just coronavirus is trying to ruin their season. Now with the Hawks. They have uh, seen improvements from Kevin Herter. I've watched him. But DeAndre Hunter, before his injury, he was the most consistent player. You know, he's a two-way guy. And that's why they drafted him. Uh, in 2019, and 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 this is something you you if you watch Virginia, you would have known that this is this was something huge for Atlanta because he is a two way type player. Like he was going to defend because it's definitely you come from Virginia, you came from that Bennett uh, team. Um, yeah, he's gonna be that good. So. The Hawks may have gotten the steal there, but they still have to win games. I don't know what it is. Like, is it Trey Young? Like, is it, does he not belong there? Good question. Something got to give. They're going to do something with this team, especially if they don't make the playoffs. The Houston Rockets, Christian Wood. Definitely. He probably will win most improved player. I forgot all about him. But 22 points and 10 rebounds a game. A very good Rockets team. They're going to need him. Unfortunately, he's hurt, but it was. It, I knew he was going to be good because I've seen it here in Detroit. And I've mentioned this before on the show. He looked great in Detroit. I wanted Detroit to keep him, to let him walk. I said, whatever team gets him is going to look good with him. And he looks good over there, and he got the money. You know, I think it was a little too much money, but he still got his money. Uh, Sacramento Kings. Harrison Barnes, people don't give him credit. I've watched Harrison Barnes. I've seen some Kings games because this is kind of an exciting team to watch. Um, when you do have Harrison Barnes, um, when you do have De'Aaron Fox, uh, when you do have Marvin Bagley if he's out there playing. Hallie Burton, uh, one of my favorite rookies to watch this year. Um, you know, he has career high in rebounds, career high in assists. He leads the Kings in minutes. He's very effective. He's knocked down that corner three. You know that's his specialty specialty that corner three so you know I, I'm I, I, I gotta say I agree with that Harrison Barnes the Hornets I see Gordon Hayward which is a very very good observation there because I don't know where this came from you know he is just balling out and it's probably because he is number one option you know he's scoring that career best rate you know uh doubling as a uh Veteran in that locker room, like I mean, he and, and this is a young Hornets team, so he is just you know showing them the ropes there, you know, and in the playoff running, you know, would I be a little excited to see them? Sure, why not? Maybe Michael Jordan did get it right with Gordon Hayward, because I said, why did he hire Gordon Hayward? Is he stupid? Da 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 da. Now, even if Gordon Hayward goes down with an injury, I mean, that comes to territory of, okay, uh, okay, Jordan. You saying if Gordon Hayward is healthy, uh, we have a chance. We got uh, Lamelo, 
Uh, we got Scary Terry. We look good. We got good young talent. So, I mean, they'd be fun to watch. They would believe. Whoever they would play, they would believe. It's all about matchups. The Pelicans. Um, Alexander Walker. Uh, he's shown some big time uh, growth uh, with this team. Uh, he got an increased workload. Understand Van Gundy. He likes him. And uh, granted, it's a, it's, he's been good. You know, he, he still got to learn how to shoot that three ball. Uh, because he, he don't be knocking him down uh, efficient enough. But, you know, just him being out there is, is just what really is the improvement for the Pelicans. It's not really too much of an improvement player on this team. They got their guys. And they just need somebody that's going to work hard and try their hardest. And that's that's Alexander Walker. On the Knicks side, it's definitely Julius Randle, the young guy. Uh, he has improved rebounding, definitely assists. He's a big-time playmaker. Uh, and, and this is what Tom Thibodeau needs. Uh, this is Julius Randle's seventh year, I want to say. I think it was the seventh year. Uh, yeah, it's his seventh year. And... You know, you, you got to love it from, from him. I mean, he's still young. He's 20, 25, right? You got to leave very young. It's 26. 26, 26, yep. Just turned 26. Um, But yeah, the Knicks, they're playing defense. Julius Randle's doing this thing. Love what I see from the Knicks. Do I think they made the playoffs? Hey, I don't know. But I talked good things about the Knicks, and everybody laughed at me. I'm like, uh, I don't. I said I don't think they're a playoff team, but hey, it's looking like they could be. Uh, the Bulls, Zach Levine. I mean, he's averaging thirty-one points per game in February. I mean, he's even better this year. I mean, he was good last year. He's attacking the rim, scoring in the mid-range, and hitting the threes. I mean, he looks very good. He looked like how Two K had him, and I didn't believe it. And this was when he was in Minnesota, and everybody used him when to put him in. And because it was all about Wiggins and Cat. But, you know, Zach Levine looks very good in Chicago. And he might need to go somewhere else. But, hey, Billy Donovan said, hey, look, we're going to go ahead, Zach, Zach Levine. You're going to go off because you're Zach Levine. You're very good. I'm going to put you in good spots. Uh, the Cavaliers. Uh, uh, Larry Nance. You know, I've, I've watched him. And I said, oh, man, I forgot that he was on this team. You know, he's pretty much the only guy they really got left, you know, from LeBron days. And uh, he's averaging like two steals a game. You know, he's top five in the league. He's been showing effort on defense because I remember seeing him show some effort on defense. Uh, OKC side, how about slam dunk champion Hamadou Diallo? I've watched him come off the bench and provide – Offense and defense because I knew he can and people wanted to say, oh, he's just a dunker. I said, oh, no, you need to watch him. And this was last year. And now people are starting to look at Hamadou and be like, man, he's pretty good. Now, you're going to look at some OKC games because they fight. Now, the one time I betted on them to cover, they didn't fight, but they show some fight, especially last night. Show good fight. Orlando Magic, let's talk about Vucevic. It's got to be Vucevic, and it is. You know, he is um, hitting threes more often. 
43% of his 6.2 threes attempted. That's pretty good. Um, and he's a guy that can be inside and out. And he he's just good. You know, I like his footwork. I like that he can score. Um, so, yeah, I think that's a good, good, good player there. On the Pistons side, Jeremy Grant. You know, he, it was very, real interesting. He decided to lead the Nuggets. Uh, he went to a lottery team like the Pistons. Uh, he definitely wanted a big offensive role. And I knew, and, and I knew that it would be, I knew he'd be good. He leads the Pistons in scoring. I knew he would be good. I said it. He is going to score because I seen it in the playoffs last year. I said, man, this guy can really, really ball. I'm like, man, they got Jeremy Grant. They might be having some type of offense going on here with Jeremy Grant. Now, that, the Pistons' next move is, is Blake Griffin. Now, the bad thing is Blake Griffin's contract. The good thing is they could possibly find a team that, you know, maybe that's contending. Why can't the Lakers take on that contract if AD goes out? Even though Blake Griffin's injured. But, hey, put them over the hump. Get some more bigs, even though Blake isn't considered a guy who ain't dunked in a while, by the way. I've, somebody told me an interesting stat, that he ain't do one dunk this season, which is eye-popping. Uh, the Wizards, Garrison Matthews. You know, we talk about Bradley Beal. We talk about Russ. But Garrison Matthews, he's usually in the game. And I remember talking about Garrison Matthews. He, he, he can create turnovers. And he did it. <laughs> He has done it. He's done it against the Nets. He got that steal, remember? But Garrison Matthews, he's uh, been bright in that defensive spot for a team that does not play defense. Hint, hint, their game will probably go over tonight. Um, I didn't hear anything from Russ or Bill not playing. Maybe Russ plays, maybe Russ not. I haven't seen him play in back-to-backs, but maybe he does. Um, but, yeah. Be on the lookout for Garrison Matthews. Y'all know who he is. He's from Lipscomb. Uh, that's why you always bet on the teams that you never heard of because you find out about these guys. Um, so, yeah, there you go. You heard it here first. Uh, the Timberwolves, the last team. I knew this name would be up there because that's one of the guys I've mentioned when I talk about Minnesota ain't got nobody. I said, oh, they got this big man named Nas Reed. Who can shoot the ball? Oh, he inside the paint. You know, I know Nas Reed because I see him in college at LSU. So I I was already hip to him. So I knew that he can be in the paint and he can score beyond the arc. And this is definitely good for if Cat is out. And he definitely did what he was supposed to do. with Cat being out with sickness and all that, going through uh, some tough issues, and we've all been praying for you, Cat. Uh, but Nas Reed is a guy you're going to be looking forward to seeing. Um, and there's also some news that I have to give you after this. All right, so you probably didn't hear it here first, but you at least will hear it here. Um, the Raptors, Cavs. Are in trade talks. Uh, Drummond could be headed to Toronto. Um, the Cavs did rest Andre Drummond for Sunday's game against uh, the Warriors last night, and reportedly they're, they're not. They're planning on not playing him uh, prior to 
the trade deadline next month. So you probably won't see him out there. But I, I was, we will get more into that um, probably for the week. You know, you're going to see this for the week. And I'm honestly, if the rappers get drumming, that's that's exactly what they would need. They need that type of guy, um, you know, where Drummond's not the best player on the team. Like, Kevin Love's the best player on the team, but he hasn't played. If Drummond's on this team, Siakam's the best player on this team. Kyle Lowry's probably the second best player on the team. And then Drummond's number three, which isn't bad. Like, now, the Raptors would probably have to give up something, like somebody pretty good and the Cavs would probably just take a point guard because it's the Cavs. And this would be a good move for the Cavs because they got Jared Allen. You know, seriously. So, you know, I, I, I'm trying to figure out, like, okay, you get rid of Drummond because you got Jared Allen. That's what they need to do. And that's what they're going to do. It's just on who is going, who they're going to make the deal with. And Toronto, it makes sense. You know, he's not a, he's not a guy that can shoot the three. He's a guy that can rebound. He is a hell of a rebound. I tell you that. Um, so, you know, just just putting that putting that bug in your ear. I didn't get any anything on uh, Toronto what they are willing to give up, but Cleveland getting rid of Drummond is a good start for them because they got Drummond. I said, what were they doing? They got rid of Tristan. Now to get rid of Drummond, you got Jared Allen. Cleveland could be a very suitable team. You know, uh, you have the young guards. Um, they, they got they got to do something here. This is this is where Cleveland got to you know wake up, smell the coffee. Oh yeah, they got Terry and Prince. Who I think they need to get rid of too. Uh, he gonna be slowing them down. They said the Osmond play like that. Maybe he should start like he did last night against Clippers. Um, but they're, they're gonna be somewhat decent enough. You know, they're not going to be a playoff team yet. They're going to still need a, another guy, and we'll see who they get. But you got Jared Allen. He, he's a he's a very big-time defender. He's a better defender than Drummond. And it's not taking anything away from Drummond because I think Drummond can play some defense now. So that's that. Just uh, be on the lookout. On, t- on tonight's slate, Warriors and Cavs do play. But I do see that Andre Drummond is going to miss this game. Um the last 10 games for each team, Warriors are 500. They have averaged 116 points a game. The Cavs, 1-9 in the last 10 games. Um, they have not looked good. Uh, remember, they were 10-18. and 18. They were looking good at first. But like I said, they weren't going to be that good. Just keep on going. This is one of those games, okay, let's take Golden State. Let's take Golden State. Let's win this game. Um, and then you look at the Raptors. They play the Bucks tomorrow, and, and it's going to be good. You know, last 10 games, both teams at 500. Um, I know that Drew Holiday going through the health and safety protocols right now. OG Nanobi's not going to play uh, tomorrow. So be on the lookout for that. That could be a high-scoring game as well. So just look out. Looky outy for that one. Any other NBA action that I'm going to be watching? Um, let's see. Today, Rockets Wizards should be a good one. Um, 76ers Utah should be a good one. Hoping. 
I am hoping that we get um, that we get uh, what you call it, uh, Joel and B. I didn't see anything, but things always happen where he doesn't play Nets and Kings. I'm I'm all into that. Uh, both teams uh, have won six of their last ten games. This could be a game that goes over. Uh, so be uh, be looking for that over 242 and a half. It's very high, but I can see it happening. But I also like the Nets in this one as well, if you ask me. Um, it's going to be that over is so high. Like, you would have to choose the Nets. I think the Nets can pull this one off. Um, Heat and Clippers would be a good game. All these good late games again. Like, what's going on here? Um, still no Paul George. I haven't heard anything about. Uh, Kawhi not playing tonight. We'll, we'll have to see on that. But I do know that uh, the Clippers have been able to score a lot of points. And that's why I do like this under. It's like right there. I'll probably tease the under. Uh, but as far as NBA this whole week, uh, Nuggets and Celtics look like it should be a good game. It probably won't be. Pelicans and Grizzlies, I'll probably end up watching that. Portland, OKC could be a good game. Nets, Suns is big time, big game. Uh, Spurs and Pistons, definitely watching that. Um, big time NBA Wednesday. Lots of games. Pistons traveling to Dallas as far as the local uh, teams. Portland Pelicans, Heat Warriors, Jazz Clippers. Good games on Wednesday. Thursday, like I said, Nets, Lakers. You got Raptors, Bucks um, in the rematch. Uh, Heat Kings in that game. Um... Let's see what else we got. Utah and Clippers. This is on a Friday. Uh, Pistons, Grizzlies. Their local matchup. You got, uh, let me see. Suns, Pales. see what else we got. Then we got our Saturday. Heat, Lakers be the ABC game. Uh, Sunday, let's see the game I want to see. Nets, Clippers. Nets, Clippers, Sunday night. Something to watch, and it's early enough for you. And also, you have, let's go through the college slate of games, because I don't want to jump from uh, Sunday, because it's a big game on Sunday, from my uh, fandom. Uh, Tonight, Virginia-Florida State should be a big game. Florida State is a favorite. Big, well, not big time favorite, but one and a half point favorite. They, they feel like Florida State win this game. I can't tell you how things going this game. Texas, Oklahoma's tomorrow. Um, let's see, Michigan State, Purdue. I don't really care about that. Uh, Wednesday, I don't think we got any good contests there. Thursday, Big Ten always got to go through the motions. Ohio State, Penn State, Iowa, Wisconsin, Rutgers, Michigan. Uh, let's see, Saturday, got West Virginia, Texas, Oklahoma State, Baylor again, Virginia and Duke, Virginia got a tough schedule this week, we got uh, the big game on Sunday, Michigan traveling to Ohio State, that's a huge game, 1 o'clock, that's the game I'm looking forward to as an Ohio State Buckeye fan, that's what I'm looking forward to, we get close to uh, March Madness, what a win for Michigan last night, too. 
They were out for three weeks. They were rusty. And the next thing you know, here comes the second half. Wisconsin led by 10 early in the second half. Uh, Brad Davidson, he got that uh, drove to the hole uh, and hit his, uh, and his elbow hit uh, Mike Smith in the face. And then that's when uh, they wanted a flagrant foul. Uh, the Wolverines got a technical foul uh, from the bench. It, it was just all of that. But the Wolverines, they showed their toughness. They found a way to win after struggling early. Uh, the defense has improved. Uh, Dickinson dominated the boards. Uh, Three-point shooting didn't really go so well. Uh, they shot two of 16. Uh, that will really start five did. Uh, so we'll see how Michigan handles Ohio State, which I'll probably think Michigan can win that. I think Michigan is the better team than Ohio State, and that's just me. I really do like this Michigan team. I mean, it's really Baylor, Gonzaga, everybody else. If I'm choosing somebody to win it all, I might just choose Baylor. I've I've watched both teams play. Gonzaga really hasn't played for nothing. Baylor has. And we're in a tougher conference. I really do like uh, Baylor. If you, if you ask me, uh, now Gonzaga really do got a very good team. But just say if they get a matchup that favors the, the opposing team, then I think that's the way it goes. By the next time I do this, do this show, by the time next episode gets here, we will have a Wimbledon champion. I really hope it's you, Naomi Osaka. I love you very much. One of my favorite tennis players to watch. Uh, no disrespect to the, the queen, Serena Williams, because Serena Williams, you are one of the greatest athletes of all times, from male and female. If you put everybody together, you are number one on my book. Now, Osaka, she's a very good tennis player. Um... I think she would win it. And uh, you know what? I'm going to just go on. Well, I think Barty's going to win it, but I'm hoping that uh, Osaka wins. Now, uh, Medvedev, I'm going to go with a long shot here. But on the man's side, it's going to be very, very tough. Very, very tough. Because... I think Medvedev has been blowing everybody out. And he's probably going to win tomorrow as well. I don't think I've seen any spreads on him or any money lines. But I'm going to go a long shot, pick him to win the man's side. Because he looks so dominant right now. And I know Djokovic and Nadal is still there. So hard to bet against those two. Djokovic has a chance to lose. Now, his game will be on by the time most of us wake up. He has a chance to lose. Do I think he's going to lose? No, but he has a good chance. That is uh, tonight's, well, today's episode. It is daytime here on a very snowy, well, it's not snowing now, at least I don't think. It's not snowing right now, but it is supposed to snow later tonight. Lots of snow this evening. Um, So... Michigan's going to get a lot of snow, and this will probably be it for us. Maybe. I don't know. You guys have a great week. Enjoy all of this basketball, um, and enjoy Australian Open if you like it. If you love tennis, if you don't, 
You know, look at the highlights. ESPN, Sports Center. Uh, treat everybody with respect. Mask up, y'all. 